You know, I, I really believe that uh, the words that have just been brought confirm what God put on my heart to share tonight. I was going to continue from the little bit I shared last Sunday uh, from Isaiah, but I'm going to do that another time. I just felt this afternoon, as I was preparing, just pressed to share something that's quite simple, but I, I believe it's important. You know, I really believe the key to that car and the key to the unseen realm is not feelings, it's faith. Do you hear me? It's not feelings, it's faith. That we have the eyes of faith on the inside of us and we are not to be dictated to by our feelings but by our faith. The Bible says in Galatians 5, 6 that faith works only by love. Faith works only by love. The Bible also says in, I think it's 1 John 4.16, that love casts out all fear. And it says in Song of Songs that love is stronger than death. We serve the God of love. And he has overcome. And he wants us to overcome in our lives. He He wants the best for us in this life. Jesus says, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. He wants that for us. But he wants us to use what he's given us, which is our faith. Amen? Amen. So we're going to look at that a little bit tonight. It's been a number of years, probably four years, since I shared a word on New Year's Eve. I'm quite liking it already. I know sometimes we, we do many other things on New Year's Eve, but it was just great to spend a bit of time worshiping the Lord on New Year's Eve, wasn't it? When there's so many other things that people do and regret on New Year's Eve, it's nice to do something that you're not going to regret, that you know is, is good for you. Amen? Amen, that's right. If you've got your Bible with you, turn with me to Mark 11. If you've not got a Bible with you, I'll put it on the screen in a moment. Some of the scriptures anyway, I'll put on the screen for you. But I want to talk just for a little while on turning your faith loose or firing up your faith for 2016. I really believe we are called to live by faith and not by sight. I also believe that the first half of 2016 will be significant for us in God training us how to live by faith more than we are now. Not by feelings, but by faith. And as we sow our lives into that, I believe at the back end of the year we're going to reap what we've sown. You know, sometimes we kind of over-spiritualize sowing and reaping. You know, we sow good works, or we sow finance, or we sow confession of the word, we, we sow the word of God, and we kind of expect a return on it in about 50 years' time. But, you know, I was just meditating on this whole sowing and reaping thing this week as well. Can you turn the mic down a bit, please, John? <clears throat> and basically... The Bible says, first the natural, then the spiritual. So in the natural, when a farmer sows the seed of his crop in spring, he expects a return on that in the autumn, on the August, the end of the summer, doesn't he? Are you with me? Any farmers in here who are? Okay, so you sow in the spring and you expect a return in the autumn or or August. Yeah? So why do we think that when we sow good things, we have to wait 50 years for them? I believe that God is accelerating, and the prophets speak about a time when actually the the gatherer, the one who gathers in, the reaper, 
will actually overtake the one that's sowing. So there'll be so much reaping going on that it'll be just amazing. And I really believe that God wants us to get ready for such days. And I wonder if we turn our faith loose, if we fire up our faith in 2016, we're going to see some amazing things. Do you believe that? Confession brings possession. Confession brings possession. Whatever you confess about yourself, about others, that's the possession you have in your heart. And what you have in the inside of you is more real than what you see on the outside. Eileen said that earlier. The invisible realm is more real than the visible. So what you confess and see on the inside of you and speak it forth, that is a stronger reality on the inside than what you see out there. And you have the power to change things by the words that you say, either for the better or for the worse. It's very important we understand that. And Mark, Jesus was teaching this very principle in Mark chapter 11. Let's read from verse 22. I'll just get past the nice little turn your faith loose thing. Mark eleven twenty-two. It says, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God, or literally have God's faith. God has given you his faith. It's time we use it. Look at the way God uses faith. He doesn't comment out on the circumstance. He speaks that which is in him out, and it happens. Amen? That's the way it works. And God wants us to have that kind of faith. Verse 23, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now Jesus wasn't saying this because he wants a bunch of people going around casting mountains into seas. He was not talking literally about a mountain and a sea. He was making a point that whatever obstacle you face from being all that you can be in God, you can speak to that obstacle with the power of the word of God that's in you and you can see the obstacle move so you can go forth in all that God has for you. Instead of Measuring the obstacle, talking to your friends about the obstacle, uh, talking how terrible the obstacle is, or it looks like it's getting bigger all the time, it looks like it's getting worse all the time. No, to not doubt in your heart, but speak those things that God has put in there, and speak not against it, but just command it to go, whatever obstacle it may be. It's interesting in the Bible that sea always represents pictorially the realm of darkness. So it's basically saying that you have the power to send whatever obstacle and whatever thing is in your way to do what God has called you to do. You have the power in the words that God has given you in the word of faith that's in your heart and in your mouth to speak it forth and get rid of that thing back into the sea, back where it came from. You don't have to live with it anymore. Amen? You know, the scripture teaches us the power of believing and speaking, doesn't it? Believing and speaking. This is either just another book, or it actually is the very word of God. And if it is the word of God, then it's time that we used it in our heart and through our mouth and changed things that are around us that don't represent love and life and peace and grace. Amen? I really believe it's time for us to, not just to be knowledgeable about about the Bible, but use the word through our heart, through our mouth, and change things. Amen? Amen. 
The word of God has been given to us to transform how we think in our hearts and therefore how we believe and how we speak. The place you are at today is not the end result of where God wants you to go. This is just the beginning. I believe for some of you it's the beginning of a great move of God in your life. If you allow him to come in and you allow him to change and transform you by the power of his word. There are two currencies in the spirit world that I want to draw your attention to. Every demon, every principality, every angel, everything in the invisible realm knows that there are two major currencies, words and blood. Words and blood, two major currencies in the invisible realm. Words and blood, say it with me, words and blood. Say it again, words and blood. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, we won't turn to it, but it says that the people of God overcame, so in whatever situation they overcame the enemy, by what? The blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. The word of your testimony is how the word has worked in our lives. How God's gospel has started to work in our lives. That's the word of our testimony. This is a testimony, not just about Jesus, but it's about you because your life is hidden in Christ. Amen. So this, by this, we overcome. By faith in the word, we overcome. And by faith in what Jesus accomplished through his blood, we overcome. In the same verse in Revelation, it says that they didn't love their lives unto death. You see, the other currency in the spirit realm is the fear of death. And Jesus, through what he's done for us, has removed from us the fear of death. The fear of death, the fear of separation from the divine, from God and us, he's removed that from us and he's reconciled us to God, the Bible says. You don't have to be afraid anymore. Come on now, you don't have to be afraid anymore. I know some people say, well, a little bit of fear does you good. No, it doesn't. Fear is corrosive. Fear will knock you out. Fear will put you in a stupor and you won't be able to do what God tells you to do. But faith in God and faith in his love for you will bring you to overcome in this world. Amen. You know, I'm going to give you three steps. I know some people are against that in preaching, you know, we don't want to get into three steps to success. Well, well, right now, if we're failing, we do need to get into three steps to success. But, you know, there's a number of toys that my children got. My sister has not her own children, she's, uh, but loves to spend a lot of money on my children, which is great. And uh, she, they got a lot of presents at Christmas. But they come, some of these presents, with an instruction book bigger than the Bible itself, don't they? <laughs> so you're trying to, you know, Christmas Day, you're there trying to get all these presents. But the thing is, because I'm who I am, sometimes I'm not humble enough to go to the instruction manual. Do you understand? Well, we can sort this out. You know, hammer, a bit of this, a bit of screwdriver. We'll get it sorted for you. And then two hours later, it still looks a bit like it was when it came out of the box. And then you humble yourself enough to look at the instruction manual. And then you find that the instruction manual, if it's a good one, will take you step by step through to success to build what you're supposed to build. That's exactly what the Bible does. And I'm going to give you three steps to activate faith this year, to turn your faith faith loose or fire up faith this year. Three steps. Number one is to confess the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We don't say enough, Jesus is Lord. 
Say it with me. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is our Lord. That makes it personal, doesn't it? We, we know Jesus is Savior, but Jesus is our Lord as well. And we have to make that choice for Him to be our Lord. That's the Lord of everything. The Lord of how we feel. The Lord of the decision. The Lord in the moment of crisis. He's still Lord, isn't He? Yes. Jesus is Lord. And, and we need to make that confession because that confession is powerful. Jesus is Lord. Why don't we say it again? Jesus is Lord. Romans 10.10 says, With the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So what's in your heart will come out of your mouth, and as has just happened, you know the Bible says that nobody can say, Jesus is Lord without the Spirit of God. Jesus is Lord. So the amazing thing is, every time you say and speak, Jesus is Lord, you are confirming that you have the Holy Spirit. I don't have the Holy Spirit. Yes, you do. Because you've just confirmed Jesus is Lord. Now, that sowing of Jesus is Lord, don't try and pick up that seed by saying, I don't have the Holy Spirit. Because that's picking up the seed you've just sown. And you want that seed to produce. So Jesus is Lord. Let that, let that be a, a full stop at the end of that confession. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Don't say but. Jesus is Lord, but. He doesn't know what I'm going through. No, let's, in 2000, you know what's coming. In 2016, let's get our butt out of the way. <laughs> let's get it out of the way. No matter how big it is, get out of the way. We are not having... The butt, our butt in the way in 2016. There's, there's, there's a word for you today. Amen? It's really important because we tend to do this as human beings. God wants us to live, as we heard this evening, a supernatural, invisible shaping life where the things of the invisible realm become real to us, but, but butt gets in the way. Doubt gets in the way. Fear tries to come in. But, but you have love, and love is stronger than fear. Amen? So confess his lordship. Be convicted of your need for Jesus. You know, even as Christians sometimes, it's like, I'll just call on him when I'm really going through a lot of tough stuff. I can kind of coast along because I've got a lot of skills and a lot of talents and I'm okay, but when I really hit the wall, I'll call on him. No, we need him every day. We need relationship with him, intimate relationship with him. We need to talk with him. Not, Not so he feels better. Oh, if I talk to you, God, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't talk to you today. You must feel bad. I don't think he does feel bad. I think, I think he feels bad for us because we miss out. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. But God wants us to have a, a relationship with him because he loves us. This, the Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship, yeah. an intimate relationship with a God who loves us and a God who moves in faith and wants his children to move in faith as well. So confession of the Lordship of Jesus. Just go around saying Jesus is Lord. You think, well, that's stupid. No, it's not. These things work. Declare it over your job situation. Declare it in your place of work, in prayer. Uh, the devil isn't Lord here. A demon isn't Lord here. Uh, somebody's emotions isn't Lord here. Jesus is Lord here. Just declare it. Now, don't go up to somebody and point in their face and say, Jesus is Lord. Well, that's not love, is it? I'm talking about in prayer. Take it up in prayer. Amen? 
So confession of Jesus is Lord. The second step is this. Confess your righteousness in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? Righteousness means because of what Jesus has done for us, we have right standing with God. No matter what we have done, no matter what mistakes we've made, what failures we've done, what shame we carry, it is washed away as we start to relate rightly to God through Jesus Christ. It's powerful. Nobody can stop it. Nothing. The Bible says nothing in heaven and earth, no angel, no demon, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ, from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate you from that. Confession of our right standing in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 talks about this. Oh, we've gone a bit ahead of ourselves. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Stop rehearsing your past in 2016. Stop going over what you used to be like in 2016. As you turn into this new year... You turn in, if you've made a a public declaration that Jesus is your Lord, you turn into this year, and it's going to be a different kind of year for you. Oh, it's going to be the same as it was last year. No, it doesn't have to be the same as it was last year. If you, you can direct your future with your mouth. Because God, by the Holy Spirit, will take Hold of the words that you say, just as the Holy Spirit took hold of the words of the Father at creation. And when Father said, light be, and he spoke Christ out there, light, Jesus is light, he spoke the word out, the Holy Spirit was there ready to create with that word. The Holy Spirit is hovering, ready to create with the word that you speak. Well, I don't believe that. Well, that's why we don't see what we need to see. Amen? So it's time to confess who you are in Christ. You know, in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12, it says, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Can we stop talking to God about the mistakes we've made? Oh, God, remember in 1992 when I looked at that girl in the lustful way? You know, he doesn't remember. He's chosen to forget it. He's chosen to forget it. Amen? He's chosen to forget it. Do you believe that? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you don't believe me, it's in the Bible. There you go. God wants us free from condemnation. Condemnation means this. It means that we are condemned. That means we're unfit for the purpose we were created. And God wants us fit for the purpose we were created. And he's made a way through Christ for us to be that way. And, and you are not condemned. You are not doomed for destruction. You are, doomed for, you are not doomed for anything. You are here to bring life and life in its fullness. Amen? Do you believe any of this? Some of you, are, I think you're sort of on the fence. Get off the fence because it hurts. Okay? Get on, get on where I am at right now in Jesus' name. All right. Confession of the righteousness in Christ Jesus. Listen to this. I just want to just close your eyes for a moment and listen to this. The Father's power and desire to forgive and cleanse you 
is far greater than your power and desire to sin. That's a powerful statement, isn't it? God's desire and power to cleanse you is far greater than any desire you will have to mess up. Just receive his forgiveness today. You are the righteousness of Christ. Amen? Amen. So confession of lordship of Christ, confession of who we are in Christ. Number three, confession of our faith in the authority of God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's time to confess that we believe the promises of God in the scripture. It's time to stop letting theologians, who some of the theologians are wonderful, but some who deny that there is the promise of God for us today in things like healing, in things like uh, good family life, in things like good relationships, even in things like finance, even in things like a good church family even in restoration of all things according to the things that God has promised in the Word, these are all ours in Christ. Don't be talked out of them by some guy with you know, patches on his jacket with a pipe and saying, well, God's not like that. I've got commentaries to prove it. No. Let me say this to you. That's a form of godliness, but deny the power. It's time for us this year to turn our faith loose. To start speaking those things that we see in the inside, that we see in the invisible realm and see them come through in the visible. Some of you in this room, I believe God is raising up to be powerful prophets, powerful people, powerful, talented people. And the gifts that he's placed in you are awesome. But what I'm saying to you tonight will bring a foundation and a stability for you not to suddenly just move in your gift and then go off the scene for a two years because you've hit a wall, but actually, as you put this confession lifestyle in, confession of who you are, confession of the Lordship of Jesus, saying the same thing as Jesus, that's what confession means, that comes from relating to Jesus and being close to him in relationship, it's not a formula, it's a relationship, as you do these things, it's going to bring a stability that you will start to eventually feel, and the things that knocked you two years ago won't knock you in 2016. Amen. The things that put you off course four years ago, they, they just think, man, did I ever get put off course by that? I can't, I'm just absolutely amazed at what God has done. Amen? Amen. God's going to do some great things if we allow him to help us turn our faith loose. So confession of, of, of faith in the word. Do you believe the word? Yes. Do you believe the power of the Holy Spirit is for us today? Yes. Well, let's live like that in this coming year. Let's not be surprised at angelic visitation. Let's not be surprised at people falling on the floor. Let's not be surprised at miracle sign and wonder in our midst and through us out there. Let's not be surprised. That's the normal Christian life. But God wants to bring not only that, but such a stability that we walk by faith and not by sight. Even if we see miracles, we don't walk by miracles. We walk by faith because God wants us stable. Amen? So what are the kind of things that we are supposed to confess if we're confessing faith in the Word and confessing faith in the power of the Holy Spirit? Let me just give you some suggestions to close with. Confess what God has done for you in Christ in His plan of redemption. 
confess what God, through the Word and the Spirit, has done in you. Instead of confessing all the stuff that's wrong with you, you see, the, the church is kind of messed up generally on this confession thing. We go and confess our sins and our mistakes and our failures, and we go out feeling worse than we came in. But the issue is not confessing those things to feel bad and feel worse, but literally God knows what we've done before we've done it. But God doesn't want an opportunity for the enemy to come in in the midst of our mistake, in the midst of our sin, and try and separate us in our emotions, in our mind, from God and from the body. But in that moment, he wants us to receive forgiveness. Don't run away from God when you make a mistake. Run to him. It's very, very important. Don't run away from the body of Christ when you make a mistake. Run to it. And if you get judged, let me know. Amen? It's very, very important, this, guys. Because I think it's kind of basic training for what God wants for us in this next year. You know, I believe we've got to confess who we are in God in Christ Jesus. You know, if we, if we just over this season of time, search the New Testament for all the references of in Him, in Christ, in whom, and begin to confess them before God and before each other. You know, brothers and sisters, some of our conversation is beneath us. Some of the things that we talk about with each other is beneath us because we are not mere men. We're new creations in Christ Jesus. So talking about how terrible Billy Boos Boos is, or Reverend Rita is, or somebody else is, or talking about how terrible you are, or how bad you feel, all those things are beneath us. It's time to encourage each other with the word of faith. Can anybody say amen to that? Let this year be a year of great encouragement for each other, and to spur one another on into the supernatural. You know, there's a passage in one of the, Paul's letters to Timothy, where he says to Timothy, his son in the Lord, he says, I want you to have the same confession that Jesus had before Pontius Pilate. I want you to guard that confession. I want you to have that same confession. I want you to say the same thing that Jesus said as he stood before Pontius Pilate. Then you look at what Jesus said to Pilate's question, I think it's in John's Gospel, chapter 18 maybe, he said this, he says, Pilate said to him, are you a king? And and Jesus says, you are right to say I'm a king. And this is the reason I was born, was to testify to the truth, or to testify to what's real in this age. I believe that we are here as new creations, as Christians, not to live a a mediocre life, but we have been born into this kingdom, to testify out there to what's really real. What's really real is Christ. What's really real is the power of God. What's really real is that the blood of Jesus can cleanse anybody from anything. Amen? Amen? That's real. If I was sat there, I'd be getting really excited by now. Anyway, I also believe that we are to confess... What Jesus is doing for us right now. Does anybody know what Jesus is doing for us right now? Well, you will if you read that scripture. Yeah. But look at this. 
it says that therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost. Hang on, haven't we already been saved? Yeah, but God wants to save us all together, spirit, soul, body. He wants us to do, he wants to do such a work of wholeness on us in this life that we become a son that represents him in the earth. In full display of his love and full display of his power. And Jesus' ministry is to save us to the uttermost. He's working by his spirit in you if you allow him to. He wants to work in you to will and to do the work of God. He wants to save you to the uttermost. He's talking to God about you. You know, and God is not saying, oh, how terrible that bloke Bob is. He's terrible. Bob's terrible. He's really, Jesus, look at Bob. He's terrible. Jesus, oh, well, I died for him, God. So don't smite him with a thunderbolt because, you know, I, I died for him. No, God, God isn't like that. Jesus is talking to his father and the father's talking to Jesus about how amazing his kids are. Look at what he did there. Look at what she did there. Look at how she stood against the powers of darkness. Look at how she laid her hands and that person was healed. Look at how she stood for me in that situation. Look at how they bring up their children. Look at how they look after the elderly. This is amazing. It's just like a reflection of us on the earth. Powerful stuff. And Jesus is working, the Spirit's working to save us to the uttermost. Confess that. I may not be where I want to be, but I'm a lot better than I was two years ago. God is saving me every day. Amen? Amen. If we allow him to. If we allow him to. And you know how we allow him to? By confession, because word opens a gate in the spirit realm. And we want God in our lives and not a lot of rubbish stuff. Amen? Confess also what God can do through us and what his word will do through our lips. God wants to do amazing things for us. I'm running out of time and I just want to go to one more scripture. If you've got your Bible, turn with me to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Well, I thought I was going to come to a party and we're going to have lots of food and we're going to dance to... Dancing queen. No, no, we need to have a big meal on the word of God. Amen? You can do that later. Enjoy yourself. But now is the time to let your faith turn loose. Now is the time to be fired up with the word of God. I believe that God in our confession, in our hearts, wants us to follow the faith of Abram. It says that Abram is our father in the Bible. It says that we are to... We are those that are sons of Abram. And in Galatians chapter 3, if you've managed to turn there, I just want to finish with this tonight. I'll read it from here. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree, that the blessing of Abram might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I want you to spend time, if you will, if you want to turn your faith loose by reading about the life of Abram, reading about the promises God gave to him from Genesis chapter 12 to 26. Study, meditate. There's great promises that his children will possess the gates of the enemy. There's amazing promises over Abram's life. And we are to follow the faith of Abram. It says here that we... Receive the blessing of Abram 
through Christ Jesus and what he did. I know the Hebrew word for blessing, we looked at that, is barak, which means to kneel. So God knelt down and gave us his blessing. But it's interesting when you look at where the word bless comes in the English language, it comes from the word blood. So listen to this with that in context. He was cursed on a tree so that the bloodline of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. The bloodline. That speaks something to the unseen realm and the seen realm. It doesn't matter what your genetic makeup is, what label people put on you. In Christ, you have the bloodline of Abraham. You have great faith and great grace towards you. And it's time to discover it, to stop playing on the shallow end, the tippy toes of religious Christianity, and jump in the deep end and let God completely work in and through you. Would you stand please in his presence? Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Just helps you to focus sometimes. The blessing of Abram was threefold. Spiritual, physical, and financial. You under the bloodline of Abraham. Father, I pray that in the coming months of 2016, each person who heard this word tonight would not just hear and go away and forget about what they've heard, but something right now by your Spirit will catch them in their heart and they will want to find out all that you have for them. The faith, the love, the power, the victory, the inheritance, the relationship, the intimacy, the peace, the joy. And Father, I pray that in this year we will fire up our faith. We will turn our faith loose. And we will see the results in the same year. In Jesus' name. Father, I just release a blessing on every life here.